0: Hey everyone, just wanted to give a huge thanks to all of those that support this show on Patreon. If you want to contribute to this show yourself other than through just listening, which is itself a form of contribution, you should consider joining others and becoming patrons of the show. If everyone that listened to this podcast contributed just a dollar per episode, it would completely change how I prioritize this podcast in my life. It would create a more consistent release schedule, improve production quality, and of course keeps the show ad-free. I won't beg, but if you are financially able to become a patron but haven't done so, I would ask that you consider doing so. I've also changed up the reward tiers a little bit, so be sure to check out what rewards patrons get for their support. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash or by giving a one-time donation through PayPal. There are links for both in the description. On with the show. If it is safe for you to do so, close your eyes. Really see the dark. Imagine it is the blackness of space. And then imagine you turn around, and in that dark you see the earth, suspended in nothingness. I will sometimes have dreams like this, where I am floating in space, perhaps as part of some mission on the International Space Station. The awe of seeing the Earth from above is unlike anything I've ever felt. Dreams have this fascinating power to channel untapped human emotions where you can feel the unfeelable, where your mind can hypothesize about experiences you've not had. But these emotions are usually attached to surreal circumstances. Seeing the earth suspended in nothing is not a fantasy, however. It is a real experience that can be had. So, what is it really like to see the Earth from space? Is it anything like in my dreams? Or is it something we can't even imagine? You're listening to Uncertainty Principle, the podcast. Since the 12th of April, 1961, when a 27-year-old Yuri Gagarin became the first man in space, Only a select few have had the opportunity. As of the 26th of September 2019, 565 humans have been to space. Which may seem like a lot, but consider that number compared to the 7.7 billion and counting alive right now. Though space tourism may become more commonplace as the century marches on, most of us will likely never get the opportunity to see the planet from space for ourselves. And even though those 500 plus astronauts is a very small sample size, we can still look at what these astronauts have said about space and analyze their behavior before and after going into space. How does it change a person to see the Earth as a whole? There is a name for such a phenomenon as coined by Frank White in his 1987 book of the same title, The Overview Effect. It describes a cognitive shift from viewing the Earth as a whole, not as the safe, stable ground that we perceive it to be, but as a piece of the solar system, a fragile orb suspended in nothingness, a lonely oasis surrounded by chaos and oblivion. When you go out at night and look at the moon, you may find that, despite what movies, TV shows, and even our own perception might tell us, it does not take up much space in the night sky. If you hold up your thumb at arm's length to the moon, you can see that the moon is easily obscured. This is also true looking at the Earth from the surface of the moon. Our home world becomes as inconsequential in the sky as our moon. Since no humans have been further from the Earth than the Apollo astronauts, who better to demonstrate that inconsequentiality to us? Apollo 14 astronaut and sixth man to walk on the moon, Edgar Mitchell, famously said, quote, you develop an instant global consciousness, a people orientation, an intense dissatisfaction with the state of the world and a compulsion to do something about it. From out there on the moon, international politics looks so petty. You want to grab a politician by the scruff of the neck and drag him a quarter of a million miles out and say, look at that, you son of a bitch, unquote. ZEN Pencils, an online comic that illustrates inspirational quotes, has a piece on this line, so if you haven't, you should really check them out. I'll leave a link in the description. Continuing, Jim Lovell, Apollo 8 astronaut, had this to say, quote, I put my thumb up to the window and completely hid the earth. Just think, over five billion people, everything I ever knew was behind my thumb. As I observed the Earth, I realized my home is a small planet, one of nine in our solar system. It is just a mere speck in our Milky Way galaxy, and lost to oblivion in the universe. I began to question my own existence. How do I fit into what I see? Then I remembered a saying I often heard, I hope I go to heaven when I die. I suddenly realized that I went to heaven when I was born. Unquote. Neil Armstrong, the first man to set foot on the moon during Apollo 11, said, quote, It suddenly struck me that that tiny pea, pretty and blue, was the Earth. I put up my thumb and shut one eye, and my thumb blotted out the planet Earth. I didn't feel like a giant. I felt very, very small. Unquote. One of the things you will hear these astronauts talk about as well is that when preparing for the mission, no focus was put on making any observations of Earth. We need to remember that as important as the lunar missions were in advancing the human species, they were, at the core, military operations. It was a way to flex our rocket capabilities at the Soviet Union during the time of stockpiling intercontinental ballistic missiles, But despite the primary focus of the missions being the Moon, the real discovery the astronauts made was Earth. You might recall the photos taken during the Apollo 8 mission, the first to go to the Moon, though not actually landing there. They came back with the famous Earthrise image, certainly one of the most important photographs ever taken. It's like if you had never left your house in your life, and the interior is nice enough, but you definitely have some chores to do. And then one day you say to yourself, I've never been to the shed in my backyard. I wonder what it's like in there. So you go out to the shed, and as expected, the shed is desolate and gray. But you look back at your house, and seeing it from the outside for the first time, you realize just how beautiful of a home that you live in. What's more, all the other houses on the street are abandoned. If the outside of the house is so beautiful, you think, then the interior should match that beauty. This is no trivial experience. The fact that these men were the first humans to go to the moon and still spoke so much of Earth speaks volumes about what impact this experience has. Galileo, already so ahead of his time, hit the nail on the head when he said, quote, If you could see the Earth illuminated when you were in a place as dark as night, it would look to you more splendid than the moon." And just try to imagine how bright the Earth must be. To illustrate this, look at the moon during its crescent phases, shortly after the sun has set or before sunrise. During these phases, the dark side of the moon is slightly visible, and that is because during this part of the lunar cycle, the moon catches light from the daytime side of the Earth and reflects it back to you. When you study the things astronauts have said about seeing the Earth, a common statement that they make is that nothing fully prepares you for the awe of seeing the Earth, or just how much time you'll spend looking at it. Think of how many photos we have of Earth from space. Satellites are constantly taking images of it, including a Japanese satellite, the Himawari-8, which takes a high-resolution image from geostationary orbit every 10 minutes. You might think that all these images would provide a little bit of context and preparation, but they just don't. Just examine your own experiences. Think about how often you use or hear the phrase, the pictures don't do it any justice. Speaking from my own experience, I can think of several instances. In high school, I once visited the Grand Canyon, and though I had seen countless photos of the national park, it was a completely different experience being there in the presence of it. And as described in my Eclipse episode, when I saw the 2017 American Eclipse, nothing could have prepared me for it. And as an amateur astronomer, I experienced absolute wonder viewing Saturn for the first time through my telescope. I had seen gorgeous images of the gas giant from probes actually orbiting the planet, but they were no comparison to the tiny orb in my telescope lens with barely visible rings because it was real and in front of me. Nothing prepares us for these experiences, because we didn't evolve to comprehend things like outer space and the vastness of entire planets. They are so far out of our wheelhouse and what we are meant to perceive, that is what it means to be in awe. It is to go beyond what we can understand, and to force our brains to adapt and reshape itself in order to grasp the unexplored the overview effect doesn't stop at ground level. It stays with these astronauts when they come back to Earth. Seeing the Grand Canyon was, for me, amazing, but I definitely wouldn't call it a transformative experience. And it certainly isn't something that I think about daily. In fact, it's barely at the forefront of my memories. But going to space is so far beyond that experience. It's almost transcendental. Perhaps, you could argue, even spiritual. Astronauts closer to Earth are not immune to the overview effect either. That first astronaut, Yuri Gagarin, said this about the Earth, quote, I marveled at the beauty of our planet. People of the world, let us safeguard and enhance this beauty and not destroy it, Unquote. When you're up there, you see the world less as a collection of nations and more as the one and only home of every human being who has ever lived in space. There are no clear borders, it's just forests, ocean, clouds, deserts, snow, and mountains. And we all share it. We are all a part of the same species. And even more, we are fundamentally connected with every other species on this planet. Our ancestors have shared it for hundreds of millions of years. That's what all good spiritual practice tries to teach us, right? Unity we're all only human. No matter our wealth or stature or education in life, we are all just people. Tiny primates on a cosmic dot in an ocean of oblivion. Astronaut Karen Nyberg had a similar realization during her own spaceflight, saying, quote, in the future, I would like to be more of an advocate for animal conservation. Every single part of the earth reacts with every other part. It's one thing. Every little animal is important in that ecosystem. If I could get every Earthling to do one circle of the Earth, I think things would run a little differently." Of course, there are those who might point out that these people who have had the opportunity to be astronauts are educated. That they have a context for this overview effect. They know the importance of what they are seeing. And they might be right. Again, the collection of every astronaut to ever live is a very small sample size to work with. But I choose to be less pessimistic. There's no reason to believe that any human, regardless of age or education, wouldn't experience the same awe these astronauts felt without knowing as much as them about interstellar physics. You don't have to be a geologist to marvel at the Grand Canyon. And again, just listen to the astronauts. They too felt unprepared for this shock to the mind. They have an opportunity to look out into the infinity of space unfettered by the constraints of light pollution or atmospheric distortion, and yet astronauts on the ISS choose to spend their free time staring at the Earth. I've also had conversations with people that say once recreational trips to space become available, they will only be available to the wealthy and powerful people of the world. And this will be true for a time. But just like air travel, it will one day be cheaper and more accessible to the rest of us. Moreover, I would argue that perhaps the very people we should be sending into space first are the ones that will have access to it initially. Those people that can enact swift and sweeping change in the state of things on this planet. I hope and believe that those powerful people will see the Earth and it will say to them, Are your works? Is your wealth visible from up here? Are you really of any more consequence than the rest of your kind? Like everyone else, you too will die. This was never yours to conquer, only ever to borrow. Of course, it will be a long time before any of us gets to truly experience the overview effect but maybe we can help simulate it through virtual reality. Other than that, I encourage you to take up astronomy as a hobby. Sincerely, go out and buy a small telescope. It's a worthwhile investment. In closing, I will leave you with the words of Carl Sagan describing our planet as viewed from far out in the solar system. That's here, that's home, that's us.
1: On it, everyone you love, every mother and father, hopeful child, inventor and explorer, every teacher of morals, every corrupt politician, every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species lived there, on the moat of dust, suspended in a sunbeam. The earth is a very small stage in a vast How frequent their misunderstandings. How eager they are to kill one another. How fervent their hatreds. Our posturings, our imagined self-importance, the delusion that we have some privileged position in the universe are challenged by this point of pale light. Our planet is a lonely speck Not yet. Like it or not, for the moment, the earth is where we make our stand. It has been said that astronomy is a humbling and character-building experience. There is perhaps no better demonstration of the folly of human conceits than this distant image of our tiny world. To me, it underscores our responsibility to deal more kindly with one another and to preserve and cherish the pale blue dot, the only home we've ever known.
0: I'm Daniel James Barker. Keep
1: Exploring.